What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Call to Comeback. I'm Bobby McGinnis, alongside my roommate, Tom Spallone. Tom, how's it going? It's going I'm going pretty good, Bob. Uh, having a good uh, Monday. Start my week. I'm excited we're back on air here. And uh, we got a special guest today. Yeah, you mentioned it. Special guest, Eddie Stankwick. He's been on the show before. Eddie, how you doing? Uh, I'm good, guys. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm excited to uh, talk about uh, sports today and uh, get back in, right back into it. Yeah, Ed, I see you rocking the Phoenix Suns hat today. Are you going to announce like a new fandom here? Or? No, no, no. I just <laughs> like the hat. It's a cool hat I got when I was in Arizona at the uh, Phoenix Suns team store. Yeah, yeah. No, it does look good on you. Uh, yeah, cool they're also fun. much better than the New York Knicks, so... Yes, yeah, it's not embarrassing wearing this hat around, yeah, yeah. That's but, uh, true. Yeah, it's just like the look, it's pretty cool. Yeah, although we are uh, at the All-Star break of the and I mean, we can talk about that a little bit, but I mean, who really cares about the NBA All-Star break? We saw a pretty exciting, I guess, All-Star game where Steph Curry set the record for threes. Um, I know we were going nuts, Tom. Um, that was pretty exciting to see. But besides that, I mean, not much going on. Obi Toppin won the dunk contest, and Carl Anthony Towns won the three-point contest. And shout actually, out he, yeah, yeah, shout out St. Joe's Matuchin. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited for Carl. That was uh, that was pretty pretty cool, honestly, to see him win that three-point. Yeah, I mean, Tom, that's your alma mater as well, so it's got to be pretty cool for you uh, seeing that Carl Anthony Towns taking it home. Yeah, I'm hoping the Knicks can honestly get him uh, in free agency over the next few years. We'll see. Hopefully the Timberwolves uh, turn into a mess like they already are, honestly. But. Yeah, it would be awesome if Cat can go play for the Knicks. Yeah, and Cat actually, Would've he was been. probably in high school at the same time as your brother, right? Yes, he was. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's All fun. right, awesome. well, it's been a couple weeks, actually, since our last episode, and we have not covered the Super Bowl yet. So, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about that, and we'll also get into some off-season moves that some of these NFL teams should be making. Uh, so, yeah, the Rams obviously were victorious. Cooper Cup won MVP. What do you guys think about that Super Bowl? I mean, it was it was really exciting. Came down to the wire. Yeah, I thought it was a great game. Um, uh, a lot of people were saying it wasn't that good of a game. Maybe it, was, it wasn't as high scoring, but I, I thought it was an amazing game. How the Rams it looked like they were dominating at first, and the Bengals like stormed back like it was nothing, especially the uh, T. Higgins touchdown right at a halftime. And then uh, it looked like what the honestly the Rams did what they did all year. Like uh, they played well at the beginning of the game, then Matt Stafford and the rest of the offense went flat for a few quarters. But ultimately, when it mattered, they got the ball to their best player, Cooper Cup, and they won the game. And honestly, um, I think Odell could have won the MVP of the Super Bowl if he didn't get hurt. Honestly, he was on track to win it. Yeah, you're right, Ed. He was on a tear. I think he had, what, a touchdown, 50 yards, and then all of a sudden you see him go down with a non-contact injury. Everyone kind of assumed yeah, he wasn't coming back. And I feel I feel terrible because I honestly thought, like, this guy could get, like, a massive deal in the offseason just the way that he finished this season. Yeah. Do you think he could still, you know, find a possible suitor? I mean, he's obviously going to get signed, right? Yeah, I think he'll honestly, because I already heard him say that he would stay with the Rams on a lower deal. I think that's probably the most likely scenario right now. I can only see him joining a contender, maybe the Chiefs, Rams, uh, maybe Vegas. Uh, definitely, I think he likes the West Coast, so somewhere yeah. over there. Tom, being a Giants fan, how did you feel about the success of uh, the former wide receiver? Yeah, honestly, I, I'm pretty. I still stand by Odell Beckham Jr. I like him. Um, just when he starts doing those antics, I don't really like him at all. But um, when he plays on the field, he's been he's been really dominant, especially with LA this year. Uh, ever since he got traded, or sorry, uh, picked up from being cut by the Browns. And uh, I thought he had a good Super Bowl, obviously, until he tore that ACL. It's, it's honestly a shame for him because it's the same ACL that he already tore. Uh, so hopefully he can come back uh, better than ever. But uh, Cooper Cup really picked up the slack for them down the stretch, and he did all year. He's been their best offensive player, best offensive player in the league probably. 
And uh, I really didn't think that Super Bowl disappointed one bit. But uh, as a Bengals fan, I really would be upset with the way Zach Taylor handled that last two-minute drill, calling plays for uh, Joe Burrow, Uh, specifically that run play on third and one where they gave it to P. Ryan and he got stuffed. And then after that, they didn't convert the fourth. So that's going to haunt them for a while. But I think Burrow will be back. He's a a winner. And uh, this Bengals team is just uh, starting to get going. So. Yeah, I don't. Do you really think that the Bengals are going to get back to this spot next year? I don't know about next year, but I think with all the cap room they have and all the young talent, uh, they still have to build an O line around Joe Burrow. I think they'll be back there in the future, but I don't think they'll be back there next year. I think it's very tough to go back to back to Super Bowls, especially when you have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in your conference. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was sacked an unbelievable amount of times this postseason, and we all knew that, like, yeah, although Jamar Chase was amazing, and I'm, and I'm not saying that it was the wrong pick, but they definitely need to make um, a point to draft or sign, you know, the top offensive linemen in, in, in the draft this year. That Their first three picks should be linemen. Yeah, all linemen. I agree. It, 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 it literally lost them the Super Bowl. I think they got sacked a record number of times. That's what everyone was expecting them. And that's literally what happened. They need to go out and sign someone like Teron Armstead or like Brandon Scherf in the offseason to at least make their line viable. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like you mentioned. You mentioned the division, too, for the Bengals. It's, it's going to be pretty tough getting back um, to the Super Bowl, though we should expect to see this team in the playoffs over the next decade, uh, assuming you know Burrow stays healthy, Chase stays healthy. Um, but, yeah, you saw just how good it is to have multiple wide receivers, and that's really what I want the New York Jets to do this offseason. So bringing us into our next segment, talking about the offseason, uh, for the New York Jets, I'll just start off talking about my team. I really want them to acquire another wide receiver because we saw Corey Davis. He started the season off strong. Then he gets injured, and you're left with you know guys like Keelan Cole, Braxton Berrios to clean up the mess. Uh, I really do like the rookie Elijah Moore. He had a good season um, as far as I could tell. Uh, but they definitely need that X receiver, right? So whether it's an Allen Robinson, um, the dream is Devontae Adams, but whether it's Allen Robinson, Mike Williams, they, they should um, bring one of those guys in or, or perhaps draft one as well. Uh, yeah, I think for the Jets it would be really important to get wide receivers. They clearly are so valuable, and they uh, they clearly – you need at least one or two good wide receivers on your team to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I think it would be important for the Jets to sign a, a wide receiver on the younger side, like Juju Smith-Schuster or Mike Williams. If the Jets are in a rebuild mode, you might not want to give someone like Allen Robinson a lot of money because by time the Jets are in uh, time to contend, he might be towards the end of his contract or de- in declining play. Um, but yeah, if the Jets signed a wide receiver and used one of their draft picks on one, I th- that'd probably be a really good move on, uh, for them, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I uh, I kind of agree with you. If you look at what Joe Douglas has done um, over his off seasons, he tends to go for either younger guys or uh, if he is going to sign a guy who's on the older side, it's going to be on like a one or two year deal. So yeah, I don't expect them to break the bank for a guy like Allen Robinson, um, but they definitely do need to address that need. Um, and then obviously they have needs on the defensive side of the ball as well. They have the fourth pick and the tenth pick in the draft. I would love if they spent one or both of those on defense. Uh, picking up an edge rusher like Thibodeau or Hutchinson would be a, a dream, That's probably. A dream, yeah. Even um, Evan Neal, maybe. But yeah, I mean, if Evan Neal falls, I kind of expect him to go to Jacksonville at yeah, this point. Yeah, I think so too. I think Doug Peterson wants to build a good line around uh, Lawrence. Yeah, but if he falls, obviously, I think you you can definitely take him because um, I'm not really sure what's going on with Mackay Becton, and you could always move Mackay Becton to the right side. Um, but then if those 
three guys, say uh, Evan Neal, Hutchinson, and Thibodeau are off the board, you're probably looking at a guy like Kyle Hamilton, uh, Derek Stingley, perhaps. Um, so I, I, I don't know. But I think the Jets, one of those top guys, uh, it would just be a dream if, if we can get one of the edge rushers. But I'm not sure where, what, what direction they're going to go in. I would say Hamilton's probably the safest player in the draft, honestly. Yeah, I was I agree with you there. I think honestly the best move for the Jets is Hamilton at four, uh, d- unless one of those two <coughs> edge rusher, edge rushers uh, drop Hutchinson and Thibodeau. I mean, I think Hamilton's your best bet. I mean, like you said, he's very little bust potential. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a superstar. Uh, he, he's a game changer on the field. He's he's great at tracking down uh, interceptions and everything. So I think that's their best guy, especially with the way the Jets' secondary struggled last season. I think that's their best move. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it over the last few days. Like, what's been the most up-and-coming position in the NFL over the last decade? It's been the tight end. And a lot of teams don't really have a guy who can shut down a tight end. But Kyle Hamilton is one of those guys. He was just all over the field this year for Notre Dame. So, I mean, yeah, I would be very happy getting him. I guess there's just a little trauma there with going with a safety in the first round after Jamal Adams. Although uh, Hamilton is a much different player than Jamal Adams. He is, yeah, definitely. He can actually cover someone, unlike Jamal Adams. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, (laughs) moving on to, I guess we could talk a little uh, Giants. The other team in New York also has two top ten first-round picks. Yeah, I'm excited for this upcoming draft. Obviously, new GM uh, in town. So we're going to have to see what happens. I really want uh, Kevon Thibodeau, obviously, to drop to five. That would be my dream scenario as a Giant fan. I think that, that kid's going to wreck games uh, coming off the edge, just like Miles Garrett's done uh, in Cleveland. Um, but honestly, I think the best and smartest move here is to build an O-line because the Giants have not had a good O-line in, in God knows how long. And um, they only have one solid guy on their line right now. It's Andrew Thomas, who had a pretty solid season. Um, I really like this kid from NC State, Iki Akwanu, who a lot of people are talking about. He's great in the run game, just struggles a little bit uh, in the pass protection. Um, so that's obviously an option. Uh, another tackle people have been talking about has been Evan Neal, obviously. I think he's definitely going to Jacksonville 1, uh, just from what Peterson said about uh, protecting Lawrence. I guess they could go Aquanu too. I mean, they never said they're going set on one guy. It's just like, would you rather have a, a guy who's dominant in pass blocking and run blocking or would you want the guy that's more dominant run blocking less pa- I mean I think no, they're I in know. a scenario and where they'd rather protect their quarterback Evan Neal is also 6'7 350 whereas Equanu's you know three inches shorter and weighs 320 so obviously yeah. I, I agree Neal's the top prospect but we never we never know you know yeah no, uh, there's no guarantee I thought Sam Darnold was going one in 2018 and then Baker Mayfield got chosen out of nowhere yeah that's no, so. you're right there's also another tackle been talking about Charles Cross uh, Mississippi, from Mississippi State. State. I, I'm honestly not too sure about him. I've seen clips of him just bodying guys, but like I don't know. I think I think he's got some more bust potential uh, written in him. If if that was up to me, but I don't know. could you see the Giants taking a quarterback? I, I think that would be a little bit of a shocker. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not ruling it out honestly because I've seen some mock drafts where they have Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett going to the Giants. I'm I'm really not in favor of going a quarterback here because I don't think any of these guys, obviously, in this. Uh, QB class are set in stone going to be better than Daniel Jones next season Um, I think Malik Willis has a lot of potential uh, but I think he needs to sit behind the right quarterback and that's probably not Daniel Jones and I think he needs to sit uh, underneath the right coaching staff and GM and I think a great fit with him would be like Pittsburgh something like that where he can sit a year learn and then just be a good player I think he's got a lot of physical attributes that a lot of QBs don't have so one weird thing about that, um, the tackle from uh, 
Where is he from? Well, NC State, uh, Kamakuonu. I've seen um, this one mock I'm looking at on CBS. He's at one right now. And I remember I was looking at a mock yesterday that he was at 10. So he's all over <sighs> one to 10. Yeah, it's tough with these tackles. You know? Yeah, it's they're really hit or know. miss, honestly, these linemen. Yeah, what do you think about the Giants? Now, I know you don't want to spend a first-round pick on a quarterback necessarily because you do have Daniel Jones. And the hard truth is that the Giants probably won't be good next year, um, and you're going to end up drafting one next year. But let me let me say this, right? Say with pick five and seven, you go uh, offensive tackle. Maybe you pick go defense. Um, perhaps you take another offensive lineman. Um with pick seven, would you be mad if the Giants used their second round pick on a guy like Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati? Yeah, honestly, I, I really don't see the point in that. I mean, that he, he's like, I, I really don't see how that guy is good in the NFL. He's a typical college QB. I think the way the Giants are built, I, 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 would, not, I would not spend a second on a QB right now if, if I'm the Giants. I think a lot of other teams have that luxury. The Giants are not one of them. Uh, I think, honestly, if you're looking at QB, I think your best bet could be you make your either your fifth pick or your seventh pick, and you trade back with one of those picks, either if it's with Carolina, whomever wants to trade up for that QB, uh, and you build uh, draft stock for next season. That could give you another first. And I really like the class next season coming in. It's uh, Bryce Young from Alabama and C.J. Strout, who I'm really high on from Ohio State. I think if you get – you could be in the top ten again next year, depending on how you do – and you just build draft draft capital for next season. I would not take a QB in the second round this year. Yeah, the quarterbacks for next year's draft are good, especially if the Giants are uh, if the Giants decide they need a quarterback next year. They're, they're it's probably going to result in them having a bad record this year. Yeah. So uh, Stroud's going to be there, and um, really yeah, like so Bryce Young is going to be there as well. And um, I don't know if you guys have heard of him. There's a quarterback from Florida named Anthony Richardson that a lot of um, analysts have been high on. I've been reading for next year. He's uh, he sat behind Trask uh, two years ago, and he sat behind uh, Emory Jones this year. But when he played, he played pretty well. A lot of people okay, yeah. him is like a high, like dark horse Heisman bet for next year. What's his name? Uh, Anthony Richardson. He's very like raw, right? Talent wise. Yeah, yeah. A lot Similar of people, like Willis, I guess. Yeah, so I'm, I saw some TikTok that was saying he's like the perfect quarterback to beat Nick Saban. I don't know what the <laughs> reasoning behind that was, but well, I mean, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess that's going to be a name to watch. You never know with guys like Joe Burrow. Really, only had that great season, winning, you know, the yeah, national he didn't championship average before that, but no one saw that. Coming Nothing crazy, yeah. So I mean, you never, you really never know. Uh, guys fly up the board out of nowhere. Um, yeah, Tom, you mentioned trading down. Uh, it's definitely a possibility for the Giants or perhaps the Jets, another team uh, who doesn't need a, a quarterback. Um, teams like Carolina would be looking to move up, um, perhaps Washington, Minnesota. I'm not sure what's going on there. I heard I read a report that Kirk Cousins does not want to take a pay cut, and he's due $45 million, and the Vikings might be forced to cut him just to clear room. So <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there. You're talking about a team that really should have made the playoffs and didn't. Um, so Minnesota definitely has a lot of decisions to make as well. Yeah, they got to change that defense round. They uh, they were in too many games this year that they uh, would have been in. They they could have won a lot more, won a lot more games with a better defense. They let up way too many points this year, and other quarterback play was average. I wouldn't say great. A great quarterback like Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson can definitely bring them over the top. Yeah. Well, let's move on to your team, Ed, before we get into some others. We'll talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, who have a bevy of first-round picks. Yes, we do. I've never been more excited for a draft in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be pretty exciting. I mean, in the beginning of the year, we kind of thought that you may have had three in the top ten. Yeah, although that we kind of yeah. that, that would have been a dream, right? And the Dolphins had the easy uh, – the Eagles and Dolphins both have the easiest schedules in football. So we Yeah, that was actually – 
mid picks. Really upsetting, right? The Dolphins go from like one and seven to finishing above 500. That yep. killed your pick, but. Nonetheless, you still have 15, 16, and 19. Um, what do you expect the Eagles to do come April? Uh, I feel like we're Howie Roseman's known for not drafting linebackers in the first round. Uh, I feel like definitely this year, though, we're, we're going to have to draft one. Our linebackers were uh, liabilities this year. And with guy with N'Kobe Dean and Devin Lloyd, uh, they're one of them I would predict is going to be available for the Eagles, and you have to take one of them. They're probably going to be one of the best players on the board at that point. And um, we we need uh, we need help with the linebacker position. Uh, the other two picks are up for debate right now. We could definitely go wide receiver. Um, I, in my opinion, I actually want us to draft uh, Jamison Williams from Alabama or mm. um, and sign a, a wide receiver in free agency. Actually, but uh, right now I'm seeing a lot of uh, mock drafts have uh, the Eagles taking defensive end uh, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. I would be very happy with that pick at the moment. I watched his. Uh, Full game highlights versus uh, Notre Dame, and they uh, they were they were pretty outstanding. Um, also, the Eagles, yeah, the D line is also uh, room for improvement. Fletcher Cox getting old. We could definitely draft Jordan Davis <laughs> from Georgia, and uh, the cornerback position as well. We could take someone like uh, Sauce Gardner or uh, Andrew Booth uh, Jr. from Clemson. Yeah, I'm seeing a mock draft right here where they went Nakobe Dean, Andrew Booth, and then they actually went offensive line, which is also aging for the Eagles. So they definitely, I mean, with three picks. What offensive much, line did they pick? They took a, a kid, Kenyon Green, from Texas A&M. Oh, is he a guard or a tackle? He's uh, listed as interior offensive lineman. Oh, so. okay, yeah, we need a guard. We need a right guard for next year. Yeah, it says, it says slash tackle, but at 6'4", um, I don't know. I guess that's big enough to play a tackle, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, right guard spots open for next year. Now you Eagles. you mentioned taking uh, Jamison Williams. What about Drake London? Uh, I Drake London's fantastic. I doubt he will be there at uh, fifteen, sixteen, or nineteen though. In my really? Opinion. Yeah, every mock I've been seeing recently has him going top ten. A lot of them to the Jets actually at the tenth overall pick. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that as yeah. a Jets fan. One guy that I really kind of want to stay away from is Garrett Wilson, just because watching Ohio State this season, I actually don't like any of those wide receivers. Uh, the only one I like is uh, Smith and Jigba, and, and he's not respect, eligible, yeah. right? So we'll see him in a couple a couple drafts, right? Yeah, or, I'm not really I don't really like Olave either. Was, was he a true freshman this year? No. Sophomore. sophomore, he will be next year. Next year's class. Right. Right. State's gonna be a good team next year. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, good. I'm high on them and Stroud, definitely. Yeah, I mean, just looking on the board here, other teams that I really want to. I want to talk about Carolina. I mean, what is they're, going on there? They're, they're decided decided to keep Matt Rule. Have no clue what's Nightmare going on with the quarterback there. position. Terry Sandrall's gonna pay 19 million next year on his uh, fifth year option. I <laughs> think they might be the worst team in football next year, honestly. No, they're quickly becoming the laughing stock. Caffrey's injury prone. It's it's sad. So. So what would you do? Well, oh, they just hired Ben McAdoo as their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a nightmare. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. It's really, it's um, yeah. So I guess all right, Tom. What would you do if you were uh, the GM of the Carolina Panthers? Besides handing uh, in your uh, resignation paper. <laughs> yeah, besides getting <laughs> It's honestly really tough. Um, it, I, I think you obviously have to draft QB this year. I don't know why they traded for Sam Donald and did all what they did there. They couldn't have screwed that up any anymore probably. And then um, he didn't even play quarterback for some of the games this year. It was uh, the backup. What's his name again? The uh, just, PJ Walker. Yeah, PJ Walker. And he's just all, atrocious was, at and football. Then, and then we saw Cam Newton. <laughs> and then yeah, we saw I'm Cam Newton. So I'm back. It's been a t- oh, it's been a tough the worst year for game ever. Yeah, it's been tough. But I think they got to go draft a QB, obviously, um, with their first pick in this draft. And uh, honestly, I, I like a guy like Kenny Pickett for them. 
I think he's honestly the most NFL ready. When I look at these guys, you could make the case for Matt Corral. Yeah, I think he's already like 23, 24 years old, Pickett. Too. Yeah, you have a little bit he's of that experience yeah. uh, age-wise. And Corral, also coming off that injury, he got hurt in that bowl game. I know it was only like an ankle sprain. but He's a little short, too. He's 6'1". Yeah. Oh, it was only a sprain uh, in the bowl game? It wasn't like a I broken leg like, I don't think it was a broken uh, ankle. Yeah, I think it was a sprain. Oh, then, yeah, that's nothing to worry about. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think they're safest. Yeah, I think their safest pick is Pickett. Um, obviously, I think the guy that has the most potential though in this draft is Willis. But I mean, if he goes, I just don't see him being. I think Carolina would just be the team to screw him up. I don't know. I don't want to be that guy, but he's also coming from Liberty, and I know that we've had. You can everyone always points that oh, like Josh Allen, Wyoming, or Ben Roethlisberger, Miami, Ohio, but (laughs) those are like the 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 few people um, who have come from small schools and have been good. Right, most of these guys are coming from from better, much better organizations. So I'd be a little nervous taking a kid who, honestly, probably had a cakewalk of a schedule. Uh, yeah, definitely. I would sure. be even more. Com- I'd maybe be a little more comfortable taking. Uh, I would definitely be more more comfortable actually taking Pickett or Corral over Malik Willis. But I definitely think he has a very high ceiling. His highlights yeah. remind me a little bit of Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Now, is anyone? Uh, Sam Howell, is anyone high on him or now? I think he can still be pretty good. He had no receivers and no offensive line this year at UNC. I don't think it was exactly his fault. If a team could get him in the second round, I think that would be a steal. Yeah, this uh, this last season for him didn't really help his draft stock too much. Um, but I could definitely see him going to a team that already kind of has an established quarterback, and he just gets taken early maybe as a backup. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he, maybe Carolina honestly would take him, hometown kid. You think? Carolina would take him. No, not first round. Maybe like second round. Yeah. Also, the Lions with their twenty eighth pick. Well, the the problem is Carolina traded their second round pick to the Jets, so where they should have been picking at like thirty seven or thirty eight. Sorry, they now just don't have a pick for Sam Darnold. So so the Jets (laughs) have their second round pick. Yeah. Yeah, they traded their second. Oh yikes, that's bad. Yeah, I'm looking at this mock draft for the Jets. Yeah, it turned out being. There's one thing I will say about Joe Douglas. He's good at making trades. I mean, almost all of his trades have been wins. We just have to see if he can continue to draft well because last draft was pretty good. However, his first draft, um, I mean, we're talking about guys like Denzel Mims, who's been a joke taken in the second round. Um, So, yeah, we'll have to see. It's a little early to evaluate his drafts, but his trades have been amazing. Yeah, no, they have been good. I'm looking at an NFL mock draft here. It's saying Pittsburgh's taking Howell at ten. I mean, that's pretty atrocious. If, if we're, uh, I, I think that's way too went, high if he for went him. To Pittsburgh, I could see him being. Good, I though. could see, yeah, I could yeah. see him being decent in the Steelers wait, system. I just t- ten, like wait, they're taking him at ten, so that means they traded up with the Jets. What? what yeah, traded up with the Jets. What did they give up to get there? Does it say? Um, saying doesn't say what they gave up. I don't know why. But they have the um, – let me see who the Jets took. Because that would mean that the Jets traded down to 20. 20, and it says they took London 20, which there's no guarantee London would be yeah, there at 20. No, yeah. but I'm this just – what I'm, what I'm wondering is the Jets at least got a first-round pick in that. They probably yeah, probably a, a second – definitely a second as well, I'd say. So, I, as a Jets fan, I'd be pretty happy with that because, yeah. like like you guys yeah, said – That would be a dream scenario. The, the Jets are probably going to be in a similar place next year. I mean, hopefully Zach Wilson gets better, but you don't really – unless you're the Bengals of this year, you don't really just turn around from being – bottom five to a Super Bowl contender. So I'd be happy, yeah. I'd be ecstatic picking up another pick next year. Bob, do you want the uh, Jets to sign Dalton Schultz by any chance? Uh, yes, actually. Um, <laughs> he's probably – I know a lot of people are high on some of these prospects like Trey McBride or um, 
Who's the kid? Ruckert Jeremy from, Rucker, uh, yeah, from Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. So I, obviously it would be nice if we got a young tight end, but Dalton Schultz is a guy who can block and is a very good receiver, yeah. in my opinion. And you know what you're getting. Too. Yeah, I, arguably he was probably, I don't know, to call me crazy, but arguably he was top five tight end this year. Probably, I'd say he's probably the fifth best. Right outside. I think he productive. might be right outside. Like, cause you, I would probably put a guy like Dawson Knox ahead of him. Like Kelsey Kittle. Kelsey Kittle, Kittle Waller, Andrews. Andrews. Waller and him are pretty close this year, honestly. Waller wasn't as great this year. And Andrews? Yeah, I think Andrews, Andrews is better now. Andrews is insane this year. Yeah. Andrews is really good this year. Yeah, he was actually yeah, the best five, tight end. five or six Dalton Schultz, I'd say. I think Andrews led uh, tight ends in receiving yards, did he not? Or yeah. touchdowns, at least? One of the two. He, he, was, good, he, was, really he was really good this year, Andrews, and uh, especially later in the season, he was racking up some yards. Yeah, so I mean, like like I said earlier in this podcast, the tight end position is evolving, and a guy like Dalton Schultz would be perfect. I kind of at first I wanted uh, Gesicki from the Dolphins. Yeah. I just don't think he fits the Jets' scheme. Is he is he a free agent this offseason? He is. Yeah. Oh, I know that, damn. Yeah, yeah he's, I, a, I don't, he's a great player. I, I think don't so. think he fits the Jets' scheme. He fits more of a uh, pass-first offense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dalton Schultz, I'd be very happy with that signing. Yeah, I want to see what Dallas does, honestly, with Schultz uh, and the franchise tag. I, they, I wouldn't assume you'd franchise tag a tight end. Nah, they could also tag Gallup if they want, but he also went down with that torn ACL, so they I might not even use a tag. I want Gallup really bad, actually. I think, really? I think he's very talented, yeah. No, I, I agree Gallup's very talented, but what it's do you— It's a solid, like, two-receiver to have. What, what would that guy fetch um, contract-wise, like th- like $39 million over three maybe, years? Maybe a prove-it like deal, honestly. I mean, yeah, after going down. Himself, really? Yeah. I could see him getting a prove-it But deal. I could see a team giving him decent money. Like, I'm just looking—I don't want to compare him to anyone, but, like, the Jets gave Corey Davis, I think, like, th- almost $40 million over three years. Yeah, I could see I would, Gallup getting I, a very yeah, similar Yeah, I would want contract. the Eagles to give Gallup, like, three years $40 million. That's what I would be happy with. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other teams you guys want to talk about in here? Uh, the football team or the Commanders? Now we can talk about <laughs> yeah, it, actually. Commanders. Yeah. So they hold uh, the eleventh pick in the draft. Yeah, I think they're going to take a quarterback. They actually. could, right? But I've also heard other reports that they might be making a push at a guy like Rodgers or Wilson. Yeah, I definitely could see that. It's going to be tough for them to uh, get one of those guys, though. I don't think Wilson. Rodgers or Watson would want to play for them honestly it's poor ownership it's like the worst stadium in football and yeah. they're not very desirable to play for right now honestly I also would not want to see that two times a year playing yeah, against no, any of those quarterbacks yeah, maybe I'm biased against as the, a fan of the NFC yeah. maybe if the Vikings move on from Kirk we see a reunion in Washington that's definitely possible because Kirk I, Kirk's if he gets cut he's probably going to join a contender I would see I could see him more joining like the uh Buccaneers maybe but, uh, okay. yeah, Washington would definitely be a possibility. Yeah, I think some other possible um, matches for Washington and quarterbacks could be a guy like Jimmy G. Yeah, I saw the Eagles are actually interested in Jimmy G. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Um, he wins, though. So. I think he'd be the backup, though. You'd have to start Hurts. Yeah, well, there'd be a competition, but I feel like Jimmy G would somehow win that job. And it, well, Jimmy G's a winner, man. If we get Jimmy yeah. G, I'd be fine with it, I guess. As yeah. long as we're not like, paying him a ton of money. You're right. He knows how to get there. Yeah. That's That's for certain. Um, yeah, you mentioned possibly uh, Kirk Cousins going to the Bucks. I want to talk about what what do they do at the quarterback position? Obviously, Tom Brady's retired now. Um, who what direction do they go in? Uh, I saw someone. I think it was Mike Tannenbaum was talking on uh, Max Kellerman's show today. Was talking about how the Bucking he actually predicted the Buccaneers will base their plans around Brady coming back, and they want to make um, so that he thinks that the Buccaneers won't want to sign a guy like Watson or Wilson, and will want to sign someone like Jameis or someone viable to give Brady an incentive to come back in the middle of the season to 
is to put them over the top. That's ridiculous. which is a little bit of a crazy prediction. But uh, yeah, I saw that they were interested in Watson and Wilson. I, they're they're a team of quarterback I think would want to go to right now. They have one of the best offensive lines, and they got Mike Evans. They could resign Godwin. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Godwin's gonna walk uh, coming off injury. I don't know. What do you? They they have a good defense too, so they it would be really poor of them to let this thing fall apart. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, J- uh, Ryan Jensen. He's also a free agent this year. Yeah. Their, their center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, those are the two. They were they got to try hard to keep Jensen. They it's really hard to find just good centers like that. But uh, yeah, Godwin. I have no idea what's gonna happen with him this off season. Yeah, no, they'd be smart to obviously hold on to both of those guys because they're in, still in the win now mode. Just need the, just need that QB. Um, what, do you, what do you think? <clears throat> what do you think about Aaron Rodgers maybe going to Tampa? Nah, I can't. I, see I couldn't see that. Brady. Yeah, he's just follow Brady's Brady. legacy. He's not like that. He's not that guy. That's what. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's gonna go to Denver though, just because everyone thinks he's gonna go to Denver. Like the same thing with Brady was two years ago. How everyone's predicting him to go to like San Diego or San Francisco, and he ended up going to. Bucks out of nowhere. I feel like we could just see a surprise team. With yeah, Rodgers. I almost thought Brady yeah. was a lock for the 49ers. Yeah, I, I, I think we could definitely just see Rodgers, a surprise team coming out of nowhere at the end. What about um, what about New Orleans for Rodgers? Exactly. That's another surprise yeah. team. Um, they're, that's a pretty good situation to go into right now. I, I'd love that. They don't I mean, Sean Payton. But the, the problem is, I don't know how they would pull it off with their cap situation. I don't yeah. know how they would either. <laughs> they would have to, yeah, Negative they would have to probably trade. The Packers probably have to tra- uh, take on Michael Thomas. Yeah. Be a crazy deal. Actually, I going back to the Jets. I would definitely give I think a second round and potentially also another mid round pick for Michael Thomas. Um, you, you talk about bringing in like a, a big time receiver. Michael second Thomas round, is definitely. one of those guys. I would easily give. A, he's on a big contract though. I understand that, but the Jets yeah. have the fifth most uh, salary cap uh, in the NFL right That's now. That's true. Yeah. So money's not really the issue, and I just think. You saw what the, what happened with the Bills and Josh Allen. They bring in Stephon Diggs, and Josh Allen's career, I mean, <laughs> went up Changed, tremendously. Yeah. So yeah. doing that for a guy like Zach Wilson could go a long way. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, um, I think Juju options, would be really good for the Jets, honestly, uh, this year. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, Juju, I look at him as more of a slot receiver, but he would be a guy who has good experience and like you said is yeah. young and you could almost sign him to probably like yeah, a four year uh, deal. Juju's only he just turned 25. Wow. That's yeah, actually surprising. That's, that's crazy. I feel like yeah. he's been in the league. For yeah, he's been in the league for, since AB I was yeah, a Steeler. 4 or 5 years, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean there's definitely a ton of directions that all these teams could go in, but it's really early in the off season, so I think as it gets closer we'll start to uh, monitor this more. We'll have a better idea of who's going where yeah. and uh, Maybe, uh, I don't know, Eddie, would you want to come on sometime, I'd say, early April, and maybe we do a live mock draft where we yeah, user-control awesome. all the teams and we just fill out a first round? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd cool. be really cool. Yeah, yeah maybe uh, we'll set up video, um, get the TV going. Yeah. I think that would be, be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be really cool. All right, that's it for me this episode. Do you guys have any other th- thoughts that you want to throw in? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah same. All right, cool. Well, I look forward to that show now in uh, early April. We'll have to schedule a time to do that and talk to Jay. But that's been it for this episode. Eddie, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, guys. It's always a pleasure. Yep. All right, Bobby McInnes, Tom Spallone, Eddie Stengwick, and we'll see you next time.